Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. You're going to explain, Colin, how we can have more patience today. We're looking at the characteristics of the Holy Spirit and you're telling us that we can have those characteristics too. Well, I suppose we all know the prayer of the short-tempered, Lord, give me patience and hurry. Um, <laughs> Especially when you're driving home but, from school uh, with children in the car who are tired. Certainly, uh, especially living in, in the modern world that we do, we are all aware of our need of patience. But you see, patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I was saying earlier in the week, what we can't do is sort of carve all these qualities of the Holy Spirit up and say, Lord, I want more patience. By implication, you're saying, but, you know, never mind about the other things. It's the patience I need. No, what happens is the more the Holy Spirit influences our lives, the more the Holy Spirit is is able to be manifested in and through us, then the more all these qualities together will be manifested. So together with the love will be the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness. So, uh, you know, sometimes people come to me and say, uh, Pastor Colin, will you pray with me to have more patience? And I said, no, but what I will do is pray for you to be more submitted to the life of the Holy Spirit because then the patience of the Holy Spirit will come forth in your life. I can just hear some people saying, oh, well, some folks are naturally patient. I was born with a different character to that now. What would you say? Well, we all like to make excuses for ourselves, don't we? Um, Statements like that are very dangerous because what you're really saying is it's not my fault that I am as I am. And, of course, while you adopt that attitude, you never see any change because what what is absolutely vital is that we are open and honest with God. And the only way in which you can be open and honest with the Lord, because he is truth and he loves the truth, is to be open and honest with yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, you can't be honest with others and you can't be honest with God. So um, rather than excuse ourselves for the way we are, we need to acknowledge the sinfulness of the way we are. But what we need to understand is this that the ill-temper or the short-temperedness is the flesh. But you see, there's, I mean, the, there's no ill-temper in the Holy Spirit. It's wonderful, There's no it? impatience in the Holy Spirit. And you have the Holy Spirit living in you. So when, when the bad temper comes out, that's your flesh. And the Scripture says the flesh and the Spirit are utterly opposed to each other. So what, um, what we need is to stop manifesting the flesh. You see, the nature of the flesh, the nature of your self-life can never change. Jesus says, in your flesh, in your self-life, there dwells nothing good. So God will never change your flesh life from being impatient to patient. Your flesh life can't be changed. The only thing you can do with your flesh life is to deny it. So that instead of walking with dependence upon yourself, instead of manifesting and radiating that, that sinful self-life, 
you actually allow the life and power of the Holy Spirit within you to come, to be manifested, to be revealed. Now, in the Holy Spirit who lives within the believer, there is patience, not ill temper. So when a, a particular situation arises, we might well react wrongly at first in the flesh. There might be a flesh reaction. Yeah, you feel really it feel coming up. Yeah. But then, you know, the more that we learn to give way to the Holy Spirit in our lives, then the quicker we realize, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, that reaction was wrong. And I, what I do is, thank you, Holy Spirit, you just give me the patience now. And it's amazing how immediately your whole attitude towards the situation can change. Is that what mean? Is that what is meant by dying to self? Um, well, uh, there are two levels at which dying to self is talked about in the New Testament. One is uh, a sort of a, an overarching thing. It's a major thing in your life that you realize, I have been crucified with Christ, as Paul said. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So it's making, it's coming to the understanding that my life is now not me trying to serve God and trying to please God and trying to be everything that I should be in my own strength, but it's dying to the whole principle of doing that and actually yielding, giving myself over to God knowing that I'm his child, he's given me his spirit, and he can live out his life in me and express his life more fully through me. As and Then the second way, you see, as I die daily to sin. Now, that also is a, a phrase that is used in the New Testament. So there's this, if you like, this overarching death, but then we have to reckon ourselves, Paul says, reckon ourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So... Uh, every day we, we say, now wait a minute, I don't have to walk in that impatience anymore. I'm dead, buried, finished. That, that's my old life. Now I have a new life. Now I have a new nature. Now I have Christ within me. Now we're talking about patience, Colin, and patience is quite close to tolerance, but tolerance isn't always necessarily a good virtue. So where do these two differ? Well, um, patience you must always remember, is a quality of God. You see, um, tolerance is really related more to mercy. You know, God is merciful towards us. He doesn't judge us in the way that he, we deserve to be judged. He is tolerant and he waits for us to turn to him with repentance and uh, ask for forgiveness and, and get right with God and make our peace with God. Um, uh, tolerance is understanding that just as not everything is put right in my life, all in one go by God, because I wouldn't be able to be so completely transformed, nor would anybody else, just in a single moment. So I need to be tolerant with others while God is dealing with them. Patience is much more a thing of the moment, isn't it? That, um, you know, what's your attitude when you have to stand in a long queue and you're busy? 
Uh, that that for me used to be a big, big one. I, you know, my wife used to pray for me whenever I was acute because you know if I if there was a cue for anything, I would say, oh, I just don't have time. I just don't have time for this. But I you got, got over that, didn't you? I got over that, yes, because God showed me how to use the time creatively. He said, okay, if you're in a queue, pray for the others around you. Or it may be that you can get into uh, a good conversation with somebody. Or it may be that you can just spend the time thinking something through that is important or simply praying quietly for other people that you're concerned about. Just use it creatively. And then it's not a waste of time. And it's not a problem. It, it's, it ceases to be a problem. So uh, my wife would tell you that I'm very much more patient now than ever I, I was. It wasn't that I was a bad-tempered person, um, but, but I am very much more patient th- than I used to be. And um, that is not me, you see. It's giving way to the Holy Spirit within me. But just to get back to patience and tolerance, I mean, there are some things that we should not be patient about or tolerate. Well, there's some things we shouldn't tolerate, but we still have to be patient. Um, You know, there there are certain things in our society today that we shouldn't tolerate. We shouldn't tolerate things that are sinful. We shouldn't tolerate violence. We shouldn't tolerate things that we know are against the word of God. But we still have to be patient while the whole process of reform and change takes place. And what you learn about God is he will never move according to your timetable. But you will have to learn to move according to his timetable. And very often, you know, we are saying to God, Lord, I need this and I need it now. And he says, no, you don't. I know when you need it. And I will supply exactly what you need, all in good time. And the reason why so often we want God to rush and, and answer us quickly um, is, is because that will give us security. We want to know, well, I've got the answer. Uh, whereas so often we need to trust God and trust God and trust God. And then in the right way, at the right time, he will do what he needs to do. And so often that's is at the eleventh hour, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, frustrating, isn't it? But I don't think we've got any right to ever get frustrated with God, or judge God, or complain. Lord, you should have done this quicker, uh, because He knows exactly what He's doing. He knows exactly what uh, is is happening in the circumstances of our lives. He even knows the way we're thinking. And it wouldn't be a problem if we were being patient. No, I mean, patience is actually an aspect of trusting God Mm. in those kind of situations you're talking about now. When you get impatient, I think God says, don't you trust me? And I mean, you know, there are many, many situations where I've thought, Lord, Lord, I really need to see you move now. I really need you. And, And all he's done is says, well, just trust me. Trust me. It'll be all right. Just trust me. Well, Lord, how are you going to resolve it? Just trust me. Lord, when are you going to do it? Just trust me. You see, and, and, and you learn that the patience of the Holy Spirit enables you to trust God at all times. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 